Or you can call him any one of 23 other names, but his name is not Friskin, his master wanted to say, but did not. Well, I must be running along. It's been a pleasure to meet you, Friskin. At night, when it came time to go to sleep, Cuckoo was usually curled into a snoozing black mound at his master's feet. One evening, however, he remained stretched out on the bedroom floor. Come on up, Cuckoo, his master said, patting the mattress and switching out the light. Cuckoo did not move. Finsky, said his master, time for bed. Finsky did not move. Wolfgang. Wolfgang did not move. Pipu. Pipu did not move. Wolfie, boy, Finu, nothing. His master went through all the names, one by one, until he came to the end of the list, and still the dog did not move. Finally, Friskin? Up sprang the dog, whose name was not Friskin, hopped onto the bed, circled a few times, and plopped into a heap at his master's side. He couldn't be sure because it was dark, but his master could have sworn he detected a faint smile of pleasure with the success of his clever trick on Cuckoo's little black face. Preparations for the flight continued inside the cabin of the airplane. Passengers stowed hand luggage in the overhead bins, plumped up pillows, unfolded blankets, flight attendants bustled to and fro, in the galley, midway along the aisles, trays being readied for the meal to be served shortly after takeoff, emitted alluring aromas. Movement in the carrier bag had stopped. This was a relief. As a reward, Cuckoo's master unzipped the top to provide a little more freedom. He settled into his newspaper while passengers and crew completed the pre-flight ritual. Suddenly, a black bullet darted out from the bag and streaked up the aisle towards the galley. Cuckoo's master threw down his paper, flew out of his seat and shot up the aisle behind the scuttling dog, whose remnant of a tail wiggled furiously, driven mad by those enticing smells. Cuckoo's master scooped him up and hurried back to his seat, hoping no one had seen this bit of mischief. "'What an adorable little dog!' exclaimed several passengers. "'What's his name?' "'Bring him here!' "'Mommy, I want one!' They had seen, including a humorless young man in uniform. "'Sir,' he said icily, "'that dog will remain in that zipped-up carry-bag "'from now until we have landed in Munich. "'Is that understood?' Uh, "'Yes, sir, of course. I'm sorry.' "'Still, it did seem mean to keep the poor dog "'all sealed up for so many hours.' After they were airborne and supper had been served and safely cleared away, Cuckoo's master pulled the zipper back just a bit and lay back to look out the window, keeping one foot on the bag, just in case. 
There would be many hours and several thousands of miles before reaching their final destination. Salzburg, city of salt, outpost of ancient Rome, seat of religious and political power and what would eventually become Austria, birthplace of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, whose music Cuckoo's master considered the greatest art ever created. He was on his way to spend the winter in the house of friends in the oldest part of the city, just below the famous fortress at its center. He had first heard the music of Mozart when he was seven years old, Eine kleine Nachtmusik, night music, which he felt to be written just for him, and which seemed to him to illuminate the universe. Hearing it, he felt himself secure and wanted, spoken to, protected. It was a feeling.